Hello and welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme. Produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Aoife Cook. On a Saturday morning in late September, I packed up my bag, put on my boots and headed to rural Victoria to join the last few days of Walk with the Valley, a week-long event bringing together the communities of the Latrobe Valley. Up to 50 hardy walkers were taking the long route from Pakenham, a large suburb to the east of Melbourne, and trekking the 100 kilometres to Morwell. This route tracks the heart of Victoria's brown coal power generation industry. The walk brought together a variety of people and community groups who are calling for a fair and just transition for communities as the Latrobe Valley moves towards clean energy. One of these groups is Voices of the Valley, a campaigning group set up in 2014 after underground fires at the Hazelwood Mine damaged the health of the communities nearby. I met one of the group's busiest activists on the walk, Wendy Farmer, and luckily she was happy to speak to me about her thoughts for the future of her community. Over the last, uh, is it five or six days, you have been... Seven days. Seven days, I'm sorry. You've been on the road. Can you describe what that experience has been like for you? Well, I've never done a walk like this before. I'd be lucky to do 10 kilometres a day if that, you know, push for 10,000 steps. So it's been a great challenge for myself to participate in such a walk. And what, what have you done? How, how much walking? I've done all of it. Um, so I've probably done about 95 kilometres over the, you know, the seven days. But it's been a great bonding. It's been a great experience. Once again, it's people from all different walks of life getting together and saying we can be part of change. And I just think that's an awesome, powerful thing when communities join together and make sure that something different happens. And what kind of reaction have you had from your neighbours or people in the valley that you mightn't be connected to? Do you think it's been positive or negative or somewhere in the middle? I think we're getting out there. You know, Voices of the Valley has always been blamed that we're about closing the power station. We've never been about closing power stations. We've been told for the last 10, 15 years that Hazelwood would close, you know. We, we constantly hear that. Our fear is that nothing happens in a transition before it closes. And, yeah, so we get, you know, different sort of... Some people will say thank you for standing up and doing what you're doing. Others will say just go away and leave things as they are. But we can't leave things as they are because if we do, what are we going to leave our children? What are we going to leave our grandchildren? We can't afford to just ignore what is happening. And are you sore? Absolutely. <laughs> just don't ask me to stand up. <laughs> what, blisters on your feet? Or? No blisters on my feet. Good. A couple of bruises from falling over and different sorts of things, but... Look, it's been a it's been a great experience, and I'd jump at it again if I had the opportunity. It's been a challenge. It's, it's challenged me personally because, as I said, I've never walked anything like this before, so it has challenged me personally. But of course, I like a challenge. Good. And what what did you do while you were walking? We walked and we talked, and we walked and we talked, <laughs> yeah. and dodged magpies. <laughs> great. <laughs> that's a that's a good Victorian experience. Yeah.
Once I got back to Melbourne, I wanted to find out more about the motivations behind the event. So I invited the coordinators from the Earthworker Cooperative to speak to me. Anna Boddenberg is in the studio. Anna is an organizer and a board member with Earthworker. Earthworker were one of the organizations that came together to run the Walk with the Valley event. And Anna's going to speak to me about that. Um, she was one of the coordinators with Eleanor Coffey, who couldn't make it uh, to the studio today. But very grateful to have Anna here. So, Anna... You walked <laughs> a long way. Um, I don't think I have ever walked that far in a week before, so it was it was a bit new. Um, but the walking itself was actually really nice. I was quite relieved when we started walking itself, having spent months preparing for the walk. It was really nice to set out. Um, and we did have some days of, like, really pleasant walking. Like, I guess, you know, you mentioned about the visibility being a key aspect of it, so there was a bit of a... A tension between like walking on roads where we'd be more visible that would be less pleasant to walk on versus walking on roads that would be like actually quite nice quiet roads but where we wouldn't get seen so much so we had a few days of of both um yeah so there was a some days of just very quiet country roads you know you're walking along there's mountains in the background and cows and trees and the sun was shining almost the whole week which was amazing luck yeah um, not, not the usual and uh, how many blisters did you work work up I didn't get a th- actually the only blisters I got and you might not believe me were on my fingers from tying up my laces from okay. my boots that sounds like a win yeah Um, so let's talk uh, specifically about the event, the Walk with the Valley. What exactly was it? It was a it was a walk. Obviously, it was a long, long, long walk. Uh, so it was about a hundred kilometres all up uh, over seven days. So we we wanted to walk from Melbourne to Morwell, which is in the heart of the Latrobe Valley. So we left from Pakenham. And, and who's we before you logged oh, in? Oh, sorry. Who got involved? Um, so Earthworker came up with the idea, I guess. Um, we were also working with various different organisations, so with Voices of the Valley, um, who were based in the Latrobe Valley, for example, um, also had support from a range of environmental organisations and also a range of unions. Um, and there was a, a whole variety of, you know, in terms of the, the people who actually came on the walk, um, it was like quite a broad spectrum of ages and backgrounds and locations. So folks from Melbourne, folks from the Valley, um, someone from Sydney, people from across Victoria. So it was a whole range of people who were taken by this idea and decided it was something they wanted to do. Yeah, wonderful. So the walk obviously included meeting local groups and community environmental groups as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're not just, we didn't want to just walk through these communities and just like rush all the way to Morwell and then be like, yeah, we got here. Um, it was very much about connecting with the people that we were, you know, going past as, as we went and meeting local groups. So we had a, a number of events where we invited local community groups to come along and, you know, talk to us. We had a... Um, a solar battery trailer with us the whole week, which is one of the products that we hope to be able to manufacture in the near future. Mm. Um, so we'd set that up in, in a park for lunch and answer questions about it, um, you know, and show it off when we could as a, an example of, you know, green technology that we could easily be manufacturing in any of these towns. 
what kind of reaction did you get from people who who saw you on the street maybe and mightn't have known initially what you were doing? Um, there was I, some I you confusion. All had matching orange t-shirts. <laughs> yes, yes. There was a whole group of us, you know, ranging from uh, 16 people up to about 50, I think, on our biggest day, um, most of us in orange t-shirts. So at first there was a bit of confusion and then when we'd chat to folks and explain what we were doing, uh, there was a lot of support. You know, there was some, oh, that's great, but you're crazy, but there was mostly a lot of support. Um, you know, when you start to talk to people about it, they understand the issues, you know, it's not a foreign idea to them that these communities need support, that we need to be creating jobs, that we need to be dealing with climate change. These things all make sense, you know, so you'd have a conversation and people would be like, oh, wow, that's great. Um, Sometimes we wouldn't even have to say who we were. We had one woman come up to us on the street and be like, oh, I heard you on the radio this morning. Here, I'm going to give you a donation and would you like some strawberries? Um, Wonderful. (laughs) You know, so there was was actually quite a bit of that. Um, People just, you know, out of the blue being like, oh, like this is a really great idea. We're really happy you're doing this. Um, Wonderful. And the car is beeping along the way. A lot of cars beeping along the way, yes. Okay. It's great to get local media on board so that people, yeah, people can see what's happening in their community and then after seeing it on the TV the night before, see you on the street. Yeah, exactly. Um, we had a really great media team, um, the media mums we called them. They were mums of two of our organisers who were um, doing media liaison and, and did a lot of work getting um, local media on side, so... We had pieces in a bunch of local newspapers, um, the Warrigal Gazette, the Pakenham Gazette, the Latrobe Valley Express. Um, we had Wind News come out and film us walking twice. Um, yeah, so there was actually a really good response and really positive media. Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea in that it does sound like something that could be replicated in... Um, I was about to say in other communities across Australia, but I suppose I don't mean <laughs> in the outback or somewhere too rural. You wouldn't see anyone on the street, you know, but places with, with populations. Um, you know, it's a good model for, uh, I suppose, protest's not the right word. How would you describe it? Yeah, we were we were pretty clear that we weren't doing it as a protest. You know, when we weren't there, you know, chanting and, and complaining that, like, things aren't happening and and we need to like you know adversarially I guess present these issues um our point was that we know it's time the government knows it's time the community knows it's time so come on let's just do it across Australia you're listening to women on the line on the community radio network You can find us online at womenontheline.org.au. Subscribe to the podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts or connect with the program on Facebook or on Twitter. This is Aoife Cook and I'm speaking with Anna Boddenberg from the Earthworker Cooperative about the 100-kilometre Walk with the Valley event, bringing together communities of the Latrobe Valley in Victoria and calling for a just transition for workers as we move towards clean energy supply. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about Earthworker and the idea behind Earthworker, what it is and what you do. 
Sure. So the Earthworker Cooperative is a grassroots project to set up worker-owned cooperatives in sustainable industries. So it's kind of at the the crossroads of the labour and environment movements, um, looking at the idea that as we transition towards renewable energy and more sustainable ways of living to deal with climate change and you know our other pressing environmental problems, that in doing that we can not only um, support workers but we can create jobs and create better livelihoods that are dignified and sustainable um, and will last for generations. Yeah, so that's something that, um, you know, whether it's true or not, but it's something that greenies are often accused of ignoring, that interface between environmental issues and and workers' rights. And so it's really, it sounds like the purpose is set up to address that tension. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess that, you know, that worker environmentalist, you know, sort of divide that's that's really been fueled, you know, by certain interests and, and certain, you know, types of media. Um, you know, we, we think that it's, it's not only entirely false, but it's like the opposite of what we can do. Um, so that, you know, jobs versus environment dichotomy, um, it doesn't have to exist, like it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, so we're, we're really trying to challenge that idea and, you know, challenge the that feeling as well that like a lot of greenies are just like inner city lefties out of touch, don't care about workers, don't care about communities um, and have no real understanding of the communities that they're affecting. Mm, okay. And what is Earthworker doing at the moment? So at the moment we are focusing on uh, setting up a cooperative called the Eureka's Future Workers Cooperative. Um, that cooperative is... Uh, going to be manufacturing uh, hot water tanks for solar hot water systems, um, and the um, at the moment we're working to move that cooperative or like set it up completely in Morwell in the Latrobe Valley in Victoria. Um, so we've also got like various other kind of startup co-ops on the side. There's you know a cleaning co-op starting up. Um, we're in discussion with. A hemp farmer as well about a hemp co-op. So I guess we're looking at a broad range of things, um, but our real focus at the moment is green manufacturing co-ops. And you mentioned Latrobe Valley. That's not just a, a random pinprick in a map. There's a reason that you're working in that part of Victoria. Can you explain why? Yeah, so the Latrobe Valley is Victoria's brown coal region. Um, it's where most of our electricity is generated um, in uh, coal-fired power stations. So it's a region that has, you know, it's Victoria's relied on it for electricity for about 100 years now um, and it's faced, you know, quite a few challenges in recent years, um, first from privatisation and then now with, you know, discussion of, of closing down coal and moving towards renewable energy, um, that that community is going to need a lot of support to make that transition Okay, so you chose that place as a as a central focus point for Earthworkers. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess our hope in starting in the Latrobe Valley with Eureka's future is that it's going to be a model that we can then replicate across Australia. So obviously, there's a lot of similar areas around Australia. You know, there's the Hunter Valley, um, also another coal region. There's Geelong, which is losing its car manufacturing. You know, so there's there's similar cases all around the country um, of you know places that are going to need their economies diversified beyond what they've relied on for a long time um, and are going to need 
a lot of support and a lot of work to keep those communities healthy and viable. Yeah, great. And so when you arrived in La Trobe Valley and presumably in the future in other locations that you might hope to to um, get set up in, you didn't decide to go quietly. <laughs> you decided to arrive with a with a bang or arrive with a, a big um well, I don't want to say visibility project, but that was certainly one of the aims of Walk with the Valley. But but give us more detail, yourself and Eleanor and the other Earthworker um, members and also other community groups got involved with this idea of Walk with the Valley. So what exactly is that? Yeah, so, I mean, we've our involvement with, with the Latrobe Valley uh, has been going on for quite a few years now. And we've been working towards this goal for a long time. You know, setting up this factory in Morwell has always been our aim. I guess what uh, prompted Walk with the Valley was a few things. Um, partly a realisation that, you know, where transition needs to be happening now. You know, we talk a lot about just transitions, about supporting these communities to move away from these industries. And we've been talking about that for a long time. But the reality is that those industries are closing really rapidly. Um, we've seen just in the last few weeks, you know, talk of Hazelwood, which is um, the largest power station in the Latrobe Valley. Um, so Hazelwood is possibly going to be closing completely uh, as early as March next year or even earlier. We don't actually know yet. We haven't had confirmation. Um, so that's, you know, that's a thousand jobs that are just going to be gone like that. Um, so I guess there's been a lot more talk about transition in the valley. So it's it's a really, um, you know, it's, it's the, the time is now to be, moving that conversation forward and as well to be putting pressure on government to actually commit to concrete action on that issue. So uh, we've been in conversation with the Andrews government here in Victoria about, you know, funding projects like Earthworker, about um, committing to a transition plan. And they have set some money aside towards that, but it hasn't actually been committed concretely to projects yet. So it was, you know, partly about telling the government that we need to be moving on this. Um, we don't have time to just sit around and twiddle our thumbs and go, yeah, in the end, we'll do something about transitioning these communities. You know, it's beyond time to do that. Um, yeah, and as well, it was just like, it was about bringing the community together behind that idea and showing that the support is there. So, you know, having conversations with all the communities we walked through and then ending in Morwell with a community celebration, getting leaders of that community who are you know, all working on various different projects. Like we're not the only idea for transition going. Um, there's a whole lot of, you know, amazing things happening in that community towards, you know, supporting that community, um, I guess. So just bringing that all together and saying, you know, the community's ready and like we're working on it ourselves now. A surprise coincidence. It was announced by the Victorian government on the fourth day of the walk that Hazelwood Mine is to close. Working for a just transition is already in process. And with Walk with the Valley, it looks like a lot of fun. There were plenty of celebrations at the end of the walk in Morwell. The local Lions Club organised a barbecue for our arrival. A local cafe opened especially on Sunday and the Latrobe Valley Hotel hosted a bush dance. Passionate speakers took to the stage, and we have some extracts to end our show. The first speaker is Laura Williams, 
And then we hear again from Wendy Farmer to close out the program. Thank you to these speakers and to Anna Boddenberg of the Earthworker Cooperative. I can say firsthand that it was a great event, and I know the communities of the Latrobe Valley have reason to be optimistic about the future. Uh, so my name is Laura. Um, I'm an earthworker, earthworker organiser, and I hail from Sale in East Gippsland, for those of you who may not be so local, which is not too far from here. Um, and so for me, I, f I felt that it was really important to walk with people of the valley. The Latrobe Valley and the people who live and work here have literally worked so hard for decades to power Victoria to prosperity. And all of us have shared that, I guess, the benefits that come from the power that we've had. And um, I really just would hate to see people here left behind as the rest of the world starts to move on. Coal is in structural decline. Um, and we've already seen through the changes that have happened here with privatisation and so on, just the, the terrible effects that have that that's had on everyone who lives here. And through a sense of social justice, I feel that's just vastly unfair, I think. And as everyone in Victoria has benefited from the work that has really happened in the Valley here, I think it really um, sits on all of us to get together and help them build a solution for how they want to, I guess, diversify their, con their economy to see... Uh, fair work, sustainable jobs, um, so that they can continue living in a prosperity that all of us in the rest of the state have shared. And um, as I've been walking, I've talked with a lot of different people from all different parts of Victoria and was really heartened to see that um, as I talked with people, they shared a lot of the same concerns that I do around not just climate change, but... Um, you know, the corporatisation of work, the fact that, um, you know, the loss of all the, I guess, the work that we do that sort of goes into these corporates where we're losing um, the rights and conditions in terms of, of how we work. People are, um, have more concerns over stability in their work. Uh, and um, we all sort of share these sorts of concerns. And what I love about Earthworker is that it presents an opportunity that addresses all these problems with this one solution. And it's a solution that we can all share in, that we can all contribute and decide how we want to work, what we want to work and what we want to produce. And we um, get to do that really collaboratively. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so that's why I walked. Um, just a quick, I'll let you know, Voices of the Valley stood up through the Hazelwood Mine Fire when we felt that we had been deserted and nobody really listened to this community. This this place here was, well, I guess you can call it, it was like hell. It was, you know, thick smoke. The government ignored us. The government turned their back. So Voices of the Valley formed and took action. Since then, though, we, we have addressed the issues of health in the Latrobe Valley, but we're now into transition. What, what does this community need? And how can this community work together to make sure that we have a just transition for the community. In a way, you know, I've, over my lifetime especially, and I, I wasn't an activist or anything like that, I felt disempowered. I never thought that we could, I could actually make a difference. And it takes each person in this world to make a difference. Communities have to stand together, and that's what we've seen on this walk. It's great to see 
um, the people of Melbourne, the people of Victoria from all different areas stand with Latrobe Valley and say, we will support you. Latrobe Valley has often had people come in and say, shut Hazelwood, we want Hazelwood gone, close power stations without thought for what the community will go through. Yesterday we saw um, in the media whether it's, it's true or not that Hazelwood will close in April. It doesn't matter. It tells us that we must start preparing at a much rapid rate for what this community will go through. So regardless whether it's in six months or two years or five years, we can no longer ignore the facts of what is happening around us. But communities must stand together. The community of Latrobe Valley must stand together. Um, oh. Latrobe Valley has made the power for the last 90 years. We will continue to be a power force in Victoria. The people here know energy. They know how it works and they must be involved in renewable energies. They must be given the opportunity to show what new energies will come forward. Voices of the Valley is working on a tran transition plan. We will be going across the Valley, doing different forums, sharing the plans, but we also want the input of the community to make sure that they're part of what happens as well. What happens in Latrobe Valley needs to be duplicated. There are other communities that are coal communities. We look at Newcastle and places like that and be that one person that stands up to make change. They grow together. It eventually grows that fast that it's a massive crowd of people and things happen. We can make change and we will. Women on the Line is Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by La Tigre. Or get the podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts.